Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1T in 5 for Monday, March 14th. I'm Anthony Grassi, and let's recap the top stories from over the weekend. March Madness is fully set with the men's bracket starting tomorrow in Dayton and the women's first four starting on Wednesday. Duke AD and Women's Basketball Selection Committee Chair Nina King on the tighter bracket turnaround saying, It felt personally to me more of a rush because none of us had ever done it on Selection Sunday. All of us in the room, various levels of experience with the committee, but we had all been accustomed to having Monday. It was fine. We did it. We knew what the end goal was. We had to be done by X time on Sunday, and we did. On if the men's bracket could possibly expand, Big 12 Commissioner Bob Bowlesby saying, you could have an all-comers tournament with just one more weekend. I think it's an idea that might have the nuggets of compromise that could be satisfactory. A Sun boss, Ted Gumbert saying, well, it used to be a 32-team tournament, and it was a 48-team tournament, and it was 64, and then it was 65, and now it's 68. So I don't think there's any magic number to say, hey, you can't be 72 or 80. I think it's healthy. Big East Commissioner Val Ackerman saying, should it be sort of more of a play-in where the lower seeds play each other and the better seeds come in later in the tournament? Maybe that's the right model if the tournament is expanded. Evansville Athletic Director Mark Spencer has officially stepped down to pursue other opportunities. The university says it will launch a national search immediately. LSU AD Scott Woodward parts ways with men's basketball coach Will Wade as the Tigers' notice of allegations hits the open wire. 11 total violations, 8 of the level 1 variety, which also includes football allegations, and a failed to exercise institutional control and monitor the conduct and administration of its football and men's basketball programs from February 2012 all the way through June of 2022. Much of the Wade narrative had already been reported amid men's basketball and FBI coverage, but we also learned Wade allegedly used a joint bank account with his wife to funnel cash and a former fiancé of a Tiger student-athlete who was compensated to keep quiet. $8 million for a prospective football student-athlete through his junior year. That's what the Athletics' Stuart Mandel says has been agreed to by a five-star 2023 prospect and an unnamed collective. More specifically, he'll be paid $350,000 almost immediately, followed by monthly payouts escalating to more than $2 million per year once he begins his college career, in exchange for making public appearances and taking part in social media promotions and other NIL activities on behalf of the collective or a third party. Mandel does not mention the school or program who the recruit will suit up for, but also adds, in one draft version of another deal The Athletic reviewed, the collective agreed to pay an athlete $1.5 million across two years, but could, from time to time, ask for repayment of that money, plus a 10% commission and expenses, even if the agreement were to be terminated. AAC Commissioner Michael Oresco says negotiations for Cincinnati's early exit to the Big 12 are ongoing. There's some urgency to our discussions, and that's probably the best description at this point that I can give you. If we don't get there, then we'll just say fine. We'll stop the negotiations, and you can just stay until July 1st, 2024, which they've said they would do if we ultimately can't reach an agreement. I'm hoping we can, if in fact they want to leave before July 1st, 2024, and it does appear that they do. It appears that the Big 12 would be willing to take them in 2023-24, 
but the Big 12 has made the point that they're not taking them unless they have a right to go. Florida A&M Athletic Director Courtney Gaucher discusses several topics with the News & Brews Sports Biz podcast, including recent moves, moving to the SWAC, fundraising, facilities, NIL, DEI, and more. Gaucher explains part of FAMU's recruiting pitch in the NIL era, which is, hey, come to Florida because you won't pay state tax. Quite frankly, it has really ramped up from my seat the level of quality of student-athlete that we might get because these things are real. I think the top two questions we get from recruits, according to my coaches, is facility-related and NIL-related. Gaucher also explains how the Rattlers were able to secure a $10 million grant through the state's blueprint agency, stating, Right before the pandemic hit, about a month into the job, I was informed by the state that Bragg Memorial Stadium was going to be condemned in a year. My job as the AD is that I had to fix that if I wanted to occupy the stadium. We commissioned an economic impact study that showed FAMU football has a $15 to $20 million economic impact on an annual basis in Tallahassee. So, we were able to establish a $10 million grant from Blueprint Agency. It worked so great. It worked so great that a lot of our peers here in the city, including Florida State, used that same blueprint and were able to establish dollars to address their needs. Thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1T in 5 for Monday, March 14th. I'm Anthony Grassi, and be sure to check back in later today.